0: Hello, my name is Deacon Frederick Bartels. Lent is a sacred season whose goal is to prepare our minds, hearts, and souls for a personal and intimate encounter of communion with Jesus Christ, Redeemer and Savior of humanity. In other words, Christians enter faithfully into the season of Lent and fully engage its disciplines of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving In order to experience the presence of God. What does it mean to experience the presence of God? There are perhaps as many explanations as there are people of converted heart who are open to God, who love Him, and who seek Him. It's often described as a mystical experience. In biblical language, An experience of God is often associated with going up a high mountain. We can think of Mount Sinai as the place where Moses encountered God in the burning bush, or where he met with God and received the Decalogue. We can think of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, in which those who listened from the mount from an elevated place, received their understanding from the Lord himself. Or we can think of how Jesus led his privileged disciples, Peter, James, and John, up a high mountain and was transfigured before them. In the experience of the transfiguration, the disciples get a glimpse of who Jesus really is. They experience a window into the glorified Son of God whose divine nature shines out from, illuminates his human nature. Peter is so awestruck by this event that he desires to somehow prolong it by making three tents, one for Jesus, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. An experience of God unveils, teaches, it brings clarity. It's an infusion into sublime mystery. Think of soaring aloft on eagles' wings. It's a discovery of the supernatural touch of God. It may be an experience of what St. Teresa of Avila called the prayer of quiet, a soft, divine infusion. Or it may be an experience of absorption in prayer or infused contemplation in which we feel as if we're captivated by God, and held in his warm and loving embrace. We know God is gazing upon us, and we are gazing back without understanding how it is happening. The experience of the presence of God is not something reserved only for the next life in the beatific vision. It's an experience to which God himself calls us in the present through the progress of prayer. We know an experience of the presence of God is for everyone because everyone is predestined by God to eternal communion with Him in heaven. Pope St. John Paul II wrote in Novo Millennio Inuente, The great mystical tradition of the Church of both East and West shows how prayer can progress as a genuine dialogue of love to the point of rendering the person wholly possessed by the Divine Beloved, vibrating at the Spirit's touch, resting filially within the Father's heart. This is the lived experience of Christ's promise. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. It is a journey totally sustained by grace, which nonetheless demands an intense spiritual commitment and is no stranger to painful purifications. But it leads, in various possible ways, to the ineffable joy experienced by the mystics as nuptial union. How can we forget here, among the many shining examples, the teachings of St. John of the Cross and St. Teresa of Avila? In the Catholic spiritual tradition, there's a kind of system, if I may use that word, that one may use as a guide for advancing in prayer and which describes the three stages or degrees of prayer. Two of the great mystics of the church, Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross, each teach about the way of prayer and its stages. What are these stages? The first is the Way of Purgation, also called the Way of Beginners, by St. Teresa. The second is the Way of Illumination, also known as the Way of the Proficient. And the third is the Way of Union, or the Unitive Way, or the Way of the Perfect, sometimes called Spiritual Marriage. Today I'll focus briefly on the teaching of St. Teresa of Avila and her analogy of a garden, That she uses to explain the stages of prayer. You can find this in her autobiography, which is available as a PDF from CarmeliteMonks.org. We begin with what she terms the Way of Beginners, also known as the Purgative Way. In this first stage, the focus is on what you do, assisted by God's grace. St. Teresa speaks about cultivating a garden that the Lord will one day find pleasing and delightful. This means the beginner must plant the garden by turning his attention to the Lord, water it through the labor of prayer in order to nourish its growth, pull any weeds, which represent vices, and cultivate the growth of flowers, which represent virtues. However, in this first stage of prayer, water can only be obtained by drawing it up from a well and carrying it bucket by bucket to the garden, which is a laborious and taxing undertaking. This means that prayer in the stage of purgation is difficult and tiresome. This first stage is characterized by meditating on the life of Christ. Think Lectio Divina here and by purging from one's life whatever is spiritually unhealthy. It's important to eliminate all mortal sin, to practice a holy detachment from unnecessary things, and to strive to live the gospel life of holiness and worship in the heart of the church. Obviously, it is important to fully live out the life of truth and worship in the community of the church. This means participating at Holy Mass every Sunday and on other holy days of obligation, attending to the sacrament of confession, receiving forgiveness through this sacrament for our sins, and receiving the Eucharist worthily in a state of grace. It also means a firm commitment to form one's life by the belief of the Church. As St. Teresa notes, the goal is to cultivate a garden of prayer that is pleasing to the Lord. That he will one day find his delight in visiting this means anyone who wants to advance in god's love must strive to live their life in a way that is pleasing to god and in harmony with his plan it is necessary to often reflect on this question is what i'm doing or thinking about doing pleasing to christ keeping the commandments of christ must become a priority For Christ said those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them whoever does not love me does not keep my words and the word that you hear is not mine but is from the father who sent me this first stage entails a radical interior conversion found in turning away from sin here one entrusts himself entirely to Christ and gives up old sinful habits and ways of thinking. Personal ideologies incompatible with the divine faith of the church must be let go since they are incompatible with the teaching of Christ. St. Teresa emphasizes persistence, commitment, and trust in the Lord who is himself perfectly good and loving. She reminds us to meditate on the life of Christ. Again, think Lectio Divina. There's information about this ancient tradition of prayer on my website, joyintruth.com. Teresa reminds the gardener that his efforts at cultivation are directed at pleasing His Majesty, not the gardener himself. The flowers in the garden are grown for Christ, not in order to decorate the gardener's table it must be remembered that it is Christ who created the garden, provided the well, and placed water in its depths for the gardener's use. This emphasizes the grace of God upon which everything hinges. The road of the beginner may be a long and arduous one, but those who desire to advance in God's love must not lose heart, for nothing escapes the gaze of God and no prayer Or good work accomplished for the love of Christ is ever forgotten or left unrewarded Lent and prayer cultivate your garden draw water up from the well through prayer pull the weeds through the sacrament of penance labor to grow the flowers of virtue in which the Lord will take his pleasure one day if you persist you may well find a windlass in the garden or a stream flowing through its middle. As you reach the final stage of prayer, the way of union, the rains will come and saturate the garden with love from above as the gardener is held in the warm, sublime, and loving embrace of God. Stay tuned for my next podcast on the second stage of prayer, the Illuminative Way. God bless you.